Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan at A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. And hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help you out. Like when you're trying to buy a new car, go see Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage rates and service. Check them out at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Aura app, keeping you safe online. And for a two-week free trial, check out our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three locations across the mid-state, serving Middle Tennessee for over 18 years. And that is in Columbia, Franklin, or in Murfreesboro, online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, we're discussing this morning a trade suggestion that NFL.com threw out there for the Tennessee Titans. And to be honest, Sam, uh, I thought we were beyond the Ryan Tannehill trade rumors speculation season, but apparently uh, May 18th, May 19th is not too uh, deep into the offseason for that to be the case. Yeah, I kind of thought so too. Uh, I had gotten the vibe through, uh, the draft and what the Titans did with Will Levis and hearing Rand Carthon's comments on Ryan Tannehill, then hearing Ryan Tannehill speak to the media. Uh, I thought we had moved past this, that this was a rumor that was, you know, worth floating around here, but that the overall consensus was that Ryan Tannehill would be the Titans starting quarterback week one, uh, and that he would continue to be the starting quarterback until Will Levis unseated him from that position uh, with, spectacular play or if an injury uh you know caused will levis to step into the role so this kind of surprised me a little bit that we're here in late may still talking about a potential situation where ryan Tannehill could wind up on a different team's roster by training camp and what that might look like for the titans Mm -hmm. if they're even still considering it it started to get the wheels turning a little bit for uh possibilities depending on how Will Levis performs throughout the rest of the summer and and through these team activities and practices. Yeah, no doubt about that. And so where does this come from, right? Because there's always outlets. I mean, there's a million and a half outlets that cover the NFL, A to Z sports being one of those. But where did this come from? Well, this came from uh, the league's website, (laughs) NFL.com. So, uh, and it starts, uh, Mark Sessler went through in his exercise of, uh, you know, the biggest remaining off-season priority for each NFC team. So this isn't even like a direct, like, Titan situation. This is the biggest off-season priority uh, for the NFC teams. And Mark Sessler uh, goes and with the Atlanta Falcons. He has ponder a trade for Ryan Tannehill is what he says. And here's his blurb that Sam put together. The Falcons bear the mark of a rough and tumble fun to watch offense. Sign me up for Sunday afternoon, starring Bijan and Tyler uh, running back, bashing their way through the crowd, uh, through Cal's defensive fronts, heavy spending on both sides of the ball has this roster ready to compete in a weakened NFC ownership on down has backed the concept of Desmond Ritter at the motherboard, but he remains a projection. I remain attached to the idea of Atlanta swinging a trade with Tennessee for Arthur Smith's pile Tannehill, one of the game's grittier passers would fit right into an offense that has the feel of Titans 2.0. So we've always kind of had on the periphery of Arthur Smith is signing every other Tennessee Titan uh, that he coached or was around in 2020 and, and before. Ryan Tannehill had his best season plus in 2019 and 2020 with Arthur Smith as his offensive coordinator. And it does feel like the Atlanta Falcons are in a position to try to do something with it, right? Because the NFC South may be worse than the AFC South. Is the NFC South the worst division in football for like this year? Not not like yeah. five years down the road, but right now I, the I, NFC South is a is a crappy division. Yeah, I think I think the NFC South is definitely 
worse than the AFC South. I, I don't really see a surefire playoff team in that group, especially with, I mean, I mean, maybe new Orleans is the favorite with Derek Carr now, yeah, but like, that's it, I, right. You don't yeah. feel really great about that. I mean, Tampa Bay was a, a bad playoff team last season as the division winner that mm -hmm. just lost Tom Brady and has, uh, you know, seemingly taken a big step back themselves. So uh, a lot of moving and shaking in that division. And, you know, I do agree with the overall point from Sessler that we've had this feeling that Arthur Smith was a good fit for Ryan Tannehill. We've, you know, talked at length about how uh, the Atlanta Titans are kind of coming together. Uh, they're down in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There might be something there where it makes sense for them. I think the question you have to ask for this trade is how much sense does it make for the Titans? And where is their roster specifically at the quarterback pos position mm -hmm. and their QB depth chart to make a Tannehill trade? Is that even feasible or something that would make sense for them? But they did just draft a quarterback. So, so there's a lot of variables here. And I, while I think the fit on paper makes a lot of sense for Atlanta, it's not as simple as identifying here's a team that could go get a quarterback that would fit their system, go make it happen. I mean, there's two teams. It takes two to tango here. Sure. Absolutely. And so, I, I you know, we talk about the, the NFC South. All right, then says the uh, AFC South is still the worst division. I, I don't know. I think the a NFC South. And, and look at just, I'll ask you this, Sam. Who is the second best quarterback in the NFC? If Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC, who is the second best quarterback in the NFC? Um, I mean, well, you don't have them all in front of you, right? So are we it, fully are we fully healthy? I'm talking about like, yeah, like right now, moving into the season, it's Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC based off of what he did last year. Who's the, who's second, the second best? best? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it, I mean, where, I mean, somebody just said Jared I think, Goff. I think I mean, it, Matthew Stafford, but he hasn't been healthy in like now. Well, Stafford was the year, guy right? I was asking about for health. I think it's Kirk Cousins. And right? I think third is Justin Fields. You think, oh, look at that Bears fandom coming out there. You think, I, but again, but isn't that the point? <laughs> the yeah, point I mean, of the conversation? I, I'm not, I, don't make that as a disclaimer that he's a top 10 QB. I just think eight of them nope. are in the AFC. <laughs> so no, like, I, it, that's, and that, and, you know, Nate says, did Austin just say Dak Prescott? Yeah. I mean, who is no, the second not, best quarterback in the NFC? Dak. It's not, I think, I think Jared Goff or, or uh, Kirk Cousins. The point is, is, is the second best. No, the, the point, point being that I think, Justin Fields is soundly in the top five, which is kind of like eyebrow raising to a lot of people. But I yeah. mean, that's the state of the NFC at quarterback. And additionally, I would say the AFC South has two really bad teams where I'm not sure that the uh, NFC South has bad teams, like really bad teams. But I do think that both the Titans and the Jags could be a contender to win 10 games in the right situation. I have a hard time seeing anybody in the NFC South being a 10-win team or an 11-win team. Uh, and you at least have that in one of Jacksonville or the Titans. I feel confident we'll do something along those lines. But if the Falcons trade for a Ryan Tannehill, who, it, who would immediately be comfortable in that situation, and he's got B. John Robinson to be his the Falcons version of the Derrick Henry spot, right? Then you've got Kyle Pitts. You've got some young talent at the wide receiver position. The offensive line, they put a lot of resources in. They've put a lot of money and resources into the defense too. And you've got Arthur Smith and Tannehill back together. Why couldn't the Falcons with Ryan Tannehill be a threat to go 10 and seven in that division? I think it's a, I think that's an absolute possibility. So again, that's what Mark Sessler's from the NFL.com is saying right here. The Falcons bear the mark of a rough and tumble, fun to watch offense. You got the running backs, they got the spending. Sure, Desmond Ritter's kind of that awkward situation yeah. right there in the middle of it. But trading for Ryan Tannehill is what Mark Sessler has as a is a big priority for the Falcons uh, moving forward in the summer. You do have weapons too that like Ryan Tannehill is not used to here. Uh, I mean, I, like you do have the great running back essentially in Bijan Robinson, but he's really a, like a three down back, a guy that can do both. Uh, he can catch passes for you, can be very, very explosive. And 
I mean, that's an interesting conversation as well as, you know, who's a more, who's a better running back in 2023, Bijan Robinson or Derek Henry. That'd oh, be an interesting yeah. question. Uh, but, you know, you add Tyler Algier to that, you add Corderell Patterson, you add Drake London, you add Kyle Pitts. Like the Falcons are pretty stocked with weapons that would make somebody like Ryan Tannehill very happy because he has a lot of outlets to get the ball out to that he doesn't have in Tennessee. Yes. Um, and so I think that, you know, if I'm Ryan Tannehill, I think I'm happy with that move. Well, I think yeah. like if I, if I was having to pick between staying here or going to Atlanta with the current situation over there, I think you probably prefer getting traded. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, because there's obviously layers to this. Like the Titans can call, or the, I'm sorry, the Falcons can call the Titans all day and night and ask about Ryan Tannehill, but the Titans won't do that unless they feel comfortable about Will Levis. So there's a Will Levis aspect to this as well. And so we'll get to that here shortly. Uh, and we'll hear a comment about Will Levis from Greg Cosell, who was on 3HL yesterday. And But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you uh, get injured in life, you have to know where to turn and who you can trust to get back to health. And the Bone and Joint Institute has all of uh, the resources to help you do that. They can take care of you. They've done it with me this time a year ago. I was dealing with a foot injury and I went and saw Dr. Jeff Watson at the Bone and Joint Institute and I am no longer dealing with that foot injury as he helped me out there. So check him out in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use that code down at the bottom of your screen. It's ATOZ Sports, the sign-up code with BetMGM, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, place that first wager. Use that bonus code, and if the bet doesn't win, no worries. You're getting that money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000, and that's why every game and every play mean that much more with BetMGM, and that's why they're the king of sports books. Visit them today at betmgm.com and the BetMGM app. All right, so A to Z Sports here on this Friday morning. I, I see a comment coming in from Trevor on YouTube says, just like every other rumor this offseason uh, was BS. And so, uh, look, we're, we're going back into the Mark Sessler comment. And, uh, yeah, there's Kane with a little super chat. Y'all acting like the media has a schedule of making up BS. Come on, man. And so, you know, I don't know if that was a part of the conversation for us or the conversation about the NBA being scripted uh, with the Nuggets and the Lakers and anything floating out there. But, you know, Mark Sessler gives the top priority for the Falcons on NFL.com to trade and ponder a trade for Ryan Tannehill. And so this isn't just any website. This is the NFL's website, NFL.com, that's throwing this out there, which I think gives it a little bit more validity uh, for us to discuss and so, Sam, in order for the Titans to move on from Ryan Tannehill, they have to have a certain level of comfort with Will Levis uh, in his rookie season to help them compete. Because I think we know Mike Vrabel is not a tank or not a only focus on the future and screw the, the, the now type of coach. He is wanting to win. He hates losing. We saw how miserable he was throughout the months of November, December, and January until the season ended. But Will Levis is the key factor in this. The Titans, I think, could only be comfortable moving Ryan Tannehill this summer to save $27 million if they think Will Levis can be a factor this season. And Greg Cosell was in studio with 3HL uh, on Thursday, Sam. He's in town. We're going to be at the event tomorrow night with Buck and Greg Cosell at the Hutton Hotel. So we're excited about that. But he had a really interesting anecdote on Will Levis from what he had heard from his connections inside the league. The thing about Levis, and a lot of people don't know this, I had the opportunity to speak to someone who knows because he was on the staff. Levis got hurt early in the season mm -hmm. and, in fact, was told by the doctors that he probably shouldn't even be playing. And Levis said, no, 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 that ain't happening. I'm playing football. And they had to change their entire offense. Everything they did through the month of August, through the first two, three weeks, they had to scrap a lot of that because he just physically couldn't do it. So, therefore, wow. he did not look anywhere near as good this year as he did in 2021 when he looked very, very good. I remember last summer watching his tape from 2021 and saying to myself, if he had a good year, he could be the first pick in the draft. You told us that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, in yeah. fact... I was told by this particular coach that when the um, NFL came in in the month of August, you know, the, the scouts make their rounds in the mm -hmm. month of August and watch practice. You know, that's the way they that's what scouts do. 
the scouts came away from watching Levis in the month of August in training camp for, for Kentucky saying, this guy's, this guy's phenomenal. But then he got hurt. Two injuries, not just one. Yeah. And like I said, they, the doctor said he probably, it wasn't life-threatening or anything, so it wasn't like he, he couldn't play, but they said he really shouldn't be out there. And, you know, Levis, because he's that kind of guy, said, no, no, I'll be out there. And he just, it was a struggle for him. There's no question this year's tape was a struggle. Oh, look. That's really interesting because that, yeah. like, that's one of the first times I've heard that. Really, that like you know we we account for the change in offensive coordinator, the change in the offense as a whole, the change in supporting cast around Will Levis as reasons for you know the decline to his final year at Kentucky. But we don't really factor in injury, and, and so what does he look like when he's fully healthy? I've I have heard you know he played a lot banged up, yeah. but. Greg makes it sound like it's a little bit more serious than I feel like uh, it has been let on by people before that it seriously affected Will Levis's play his last season. You know, so I had heard, so I think, you know, everybody knew that he was, he was hurt, right. But injured, hurt, all that, you know, cliche of, you know, you can play hurt, but can you play injured? It sounds like from Greg and Greg doesn't throw around stuff. Like, you know, we're talking about, uh, Mark Sessler throwing around an idea, pondering a trade for Kane. Like Greg Cosell is a tape guy. He is a sources. He's a tape guy. He doesn't just throw around things. And by him saying that he was injured and injured bad, if you remember that gif meme from a while back, but if he was that injured where he shouldn't have been playing, but he did it anyway, because Kentucky had no other option, then that's different than having a, a toe that was limiting his ability or having a shoulder injury that was limiting his ability that he was working through. But it feels like, uh, you know, this was an in multiple injuries, toe and shoulder that were debilitating that he was having to go through from Greg Cosell. And then the other aspect, Sam is what scouts were saying in August and in last summer before he got hurt. And I, I had also heard that Will Levis at one point after this initial injury, he got hurt, I think, game three or four for Kentucky. And he was then told that you can no longer run. Like running is not an option for you at quarterback. You can't do that or it's going to get worse. And so that limits, um, uh, that limits obviously the Kentucky offense and his ability to. So two aspects of this that I want to touch on. Number one is as far as what people were saying prior to the season, prior to the injury, valid but also keep in mind that this is what people were saying prior to his production and his performance like will levis was on pace to be a potential number one overall pick before he had a really down year was that down year caused by injury potentially but this isn't like he got hurt and his stock tanked i mean he did not have a very good year his final season at kentucky and like greg said the tape was a struggle like it it was not a very good season for him Mm. Um, so that is number one. And and number two though, would be if if Levis was dealing with all of these injuries, we've talked about the rigors of the off season going into your rookie year uh, and hopping from one game to the next game to the next, you know, drill and combine to the draft into camp, into practice. And I do think it starts to make you ask the question is the best thing for Will Levis to get healthy. That was one of the things that I think made this pick really attractive to some people was his ability to land in Tennessee where he can sit behind Ryan Tannehill, take some time to not only learn, but get his body back to healthy, back to right, get whatever surgery he needs, get whatever care he needs, and put himself in a position to take over and be feeling his best heading into the 2024 season. How does playing him this year, if you do do this Tannehill trade, that would then, you know, in my eyes, make Will Levis your starter. What does that do to his ability to get healthy and get right before his rookie season when things are about to take another speed and go to the next level? Well, Sam, you saw it uh, last weekend, and we're going to see it on Tuesday when the Titans rookies and veterans are out there. But, I mean, we don't have to watch a a lot of this clip, but you saw how Will Levis looked physically at rookie minicamp Saturday. Right there. 
simply enough, that's somebody who looks healthy. He looks bouncy. He looks ready to go. He looks refreshed. He looks physically built. He looks like he's in a in a situation where he is ready to go do this. And so a, a couple other things I see some from comments before we do get um, to uh, to uh, our main question for the audience. It, you know, I see Kane comes back with more super chat says, who can validate this hearsay? It seems suspect. You know, I don't think there's hearsay going on with Greg Cosell and he doesn't operate in hearsay. Again, Greg Cosell has been doing this for, he basically created NFL films 40 plus years ago. I see another comment that talks about, you know, that uh, Will Levis got his offensive coordinator from Kentucky fired last year. Well, I mean, you could say that that was the result, but you also can say that that coordinator was probably not very good. Uh, I also saw somebody say that, uh, you know, the, in another comment, I can't find it right now, but Will Levis was hurt. He had a bad OC and he had nobody to throw to. And, and you know, but Jeff I is all injuries. I think. Yeah. And I agree with Jeff. The injuries don't necessarily always affect your decision-making. Yeah. Will Levis, when he was healthy is in 2021, still had double digit interceptions. Which is uh, why I, I think this is why he was such an interesting prospect, though, because we know he was under a lot of pressure and advanced metrics tell you that he was the best college football quarterback under pressure last season, even with all of his struggles. So that bad offensive line, Will Levis was still very capable of taking the heat, standing in the pocket and, and doing good things for Kentucky. We know the offensive coordinator wasn't great. We know he was banged up. We know he didn't really have much to throw to, but we also know he made poor decisions a lot of the time to lead that to, you know, turnovers and, and bad throws that led to turning the ball over. Now, this is what Ryan, uh, sorry, what Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon sat down and wanted to talk to Will Levis about in their meetings with him in their pre-draft research of like figuring out how much of that is Levis really struggling to make good decisions and see it, uh, which we will get into a little bit, the ability to see things at speed mm -hmm. and how much of it was, you know, just a result of the situation around him. The fact that they drafted him and were interested in trading back into the first round to draft him tells me that uh, they settled on it not being as big of an issue and that overall the physical tools and, you know, his ability as a QB can overcome those things. That's the investment that they made in him. Whether or not that is proven true, we will find out. I think he's looked good early on, as you said, and looks physically early on. But I think you need to see a lot from Will Levis to – be okay with moving on from Ryan Tannehill before yeah. Levis has taken an NFL snap. Yeah, there's a lot to it. So Sam, let's go ahead and, and ask this question to the entire audience here, because we'll go over it again. You know, we've, we just saw the Will Levis and heard that from Greg Cosell of NFL people really thought last summer that he could be the number one pick. If he had a good 2022, he did not have a good 2022 Part of the reason why he didn't was because of dealing with two significant injuries where he probably should not have played, again, according to Greg Cosell and the doctors that Kentucky uh, was talking to Will Levis about, but he played anyway, and that probably cost him 25 slots in the NFL draft, right-ish. And so I think that's all of that. Plus, we do have uh, the Mark Sessler pondering a trade for Ryan Tannehill is what Mark Sessler thinks should be the biggest priority for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward this summer. So, Sam, now let's ask the question officially. Would you be in or out on the Titans potentially moving Ryan Tannehill to the Falcons before training camp? Would you, would you be in or out on the Titans potentially moving Ryan Tannehill uh, to the Falcons before training camp? And, Sam, I'll let you tell everybody about how we're staying safe, not on the field, but off the field, in our phones, online, everywhere else. I'm staying very safe uh, online with the Aura app and with uh, all that Aura has done for me, trying to protect me from those pesky little data brokers that get access to your data and sell them to telemarketers, robocallers, spammers, and anyone else that wants access to your information on the internet, like your full name, your personal email, your home address, your phone number, if you wonder why your phone keeps getting blown up with unknown caller or no caller ID and robots on the other end, it's probably because your data has been leaked and is out there uh, for people to uh, you know, purchase 
and then advertise to. But with Aura, they help protect your personal information and keep you secure online. They find out all the data brokers who are exposed to your information and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Their service also features a VPN, a password manager, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. They have every internet safety tool you need all inside one app. And it took me just a couple minutes to get everything set up and get all the protection I needed to get rid of those annoying phone calls. So do the same for yourself. Go to Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial with our link and stay as safe as possible online. All right, Sam. Also with BetMGM, tomorrow is Saturday which means you get a bonus bet just by logging into your app. And I did it on Wednesday because now every Wednesday and Saturday, bonus bets are up for grabs uh, for logging into your BetMGM app, and that's all you got to do. And I did it, and I won. Uh, 25 bucks is what my bonus bet was on Wednesday, and I put that on a one-game parlay last night between the Nuggets and the Lakers, and my one-game parlay hit. It was at like plus 150, so I turned my $25 bonus bet into 30-ish dollars or whatever just because I logged on to the app on Wednesday. So tomorrow, you bet your ass I'm logging into the BetMGM app and getting another free bonus bet for no other reason than it being Wednesday or Saturday. Uh, That's every Wednesday and Saturday for BetMGM up through June 7th. So take advantage of that tomorrow with BetMGM. So Sam, we're talking right now. Are you in or out on the Titans potentially moving Ryan Tannehill to the Falcons before training camp, a lot of comments have flown in here, Sam. So I'll send you to the chat. Uh, but just to set the table again, Mark Sessler, NFL.com, saying that pondering a trade for Ryan Tannehill should be the Falcons' biggest priority this summer. And we've all obviously seen, you've seen Will Levis at rookie minicamp. We'll see him on Tuesday at OTAs with the veterans for the first time, uh, for the media at least. So are you in or out? And what's the chat got going on? Trevor's out. Steven is out. Tighten up is in. Pistol Ramsey's in, says bye, Tannyville. Dylan Cole is out. Jay's out. Jared's out. Connor's out. Jeff says out. The other QBs aren't ready. Richie says he's all in. Start Levis. Titans Kyle is in for the right price. Amara is in. Eric is out. Uh, Den is in. Uh, Pistol Ramsey says we do need him this year. Jake says he's in. Orlando says he is out before training camp. Chris Frazier is in. Amar is in on trading Tanny. Uh, out for Corey Smith. Out for Grim Jim. Out for Eric. Out for Satow. In for John. In for Paul. In for uh, Stephen Bennett, who says Levis is QB1. Michael Kennedy is out. Tra- Taylor is in. Uh, Willie is out. We have Jabu is out. We have Deborah is out. Mm. Uh, we have Devin is in, says we'll eat some of his contract, but give me a third and a free Gatorade in the locker room to get Ryan Tannehill what out What color Gatorade, Devin? Does that matter? Does does one that, Gatorade flavor have more trade value? Yeah. If I'm, yeah, if I'm Rand Carthon, I'm really uh, holding the, you know, really holding out give, there. Give me a third and, line. ah, dude, melon. Melon, underrated Gatorade flavor. Melon? Mm-hmm. light orange not orange but like the melon yes we'll talk about that later you that that's a bad take. <laughs> we'll talk about that. that's tough <laughs> denise is in ken is in uh we dustin says he's 100 in denise uh says in learn now uh what this is i suppose um so austin where are you at are you in or out it, on right. the idea of Ryan Tannehill being moved to the Falcons before training camp. So, yeah, before training camp, I think is our big caveat here because I think it was Orlando that said he's out with before training camp. And then kick it to the King Productions, throw some super chat, Sam lunch money, Sam uh, London money trip. Uh, says a trade with the Falcons happens 1,000% if Desmond Ritter gets a serious injury slash out for the season in training camp then dive into 2023 with Will Levis. So, look, I, nobody here, including Kicking to the King Productions, is hoping uh, that Desmond Ritter gets hurt. And again, we all understand that. But situations are situations. Sam, I feel like I am more in than I am out on this idea. And the, the more I've thought about it, 
I think is what is the right thing for the Titans now and moving forward? Because we've talked about this. Zach and I had a show about it, about the Titans trying to have their cake and eat it too. All of that, all those cliches of focusing on the future, but still trying to compete now. And that's probably going to land them in the middle of the league and not with a great draft pick and a tough situation to try to move forward and build. I feel like Will Levis has an opportunity to tro- to show something and to get a big year where there's no pressure. If he's the star, if Will Levis is the starter this year, there is zero pressure or expectations for him to succeed at a high level. I feel like it. I think there's an understanding of what he should be as a rookie. And you have that opportunity with Derrick Henry on the roster. Because if you say, if you say Tannehill's the guy, they're going to go try to win the AFC South, try to get a home playoff game and see what the heck happens in Nissan Stadium in January with Tannehill and Henry. Fine. I'm not out on that by any means. And I like Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill has been a great quarterback for this Titans team, especially with the situation that he came into of being Marcus Mario to insurance and what the franchise has been since then. I really do appreciate what Ryan Tannehill has done the last several years, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at the situation and that I think having Will Levis be thrown into it with Derrick Henry is better than Will Levis in year two being thrown into it without Derrick Henry and with more unknown up in the air situations with pressure. Because like I said, after the draft, a round two quarterback or a non first round quarterback, you only get four years on that rookie deal. You don't have a fifth year option. You got to learn sooner rather than later. And if you wait until year two out of four, then you're kind of, you're going to have to like the, like the Eagles paid Jalen hurts after one phenomenal year, right? Like they had to make that decision because it was a second round pick for your contract. One amazing year got Jalen Hurts the biggest contract in league history at the time. And so I think I'm in, I'm in for this. I, uh, I'm more in than out. I'm not like all this. I'm not like saying that I'm make the move right now. I think I'm saying it with the understanding that Will Levis has to do his part to show the Titans enough over the next six weeks where the Titans can say we can work with that. Yeah, I'm I'm all the way out on this. Um, I, I don't think this is a good idea. I, I don't think it's the right move. I, I have a hard time seeing Levis showing enough in six weeks before the pads come on to the Titans to give them confidence uh, that he can do it for 17 games as an NFL starter as a rookie. I think Ryan Tannehill gives you the best chance to win in 2023. Agreed. And that should ultimately be the Titans' goal. With with what they've done this offseason, I don't think you put your team in a great position with Will Levis as the starter, and I don't think you put Will Levis in the best position if he is the starter. Um, Connor comes in with a super chat and makes this point that uh, trading RT is the wrong move. They have a trash wide receiver room and a rookie QB. It'll be another season of 30-plus carries a game to Henry. Same old, same old. Now, uh, I mean, I you could make the counter-argument to Connor that, you know, 30-plus carries a game for Henry would be beneficial for Will Levis and kind of working him in without having it all be on his shoulders. But I don't think the offensive line or the wide receiving core is in a great position for Levis to uh, really make the transition smooth for him. I am worried about the health, as Brad asks. Is the is he 100% healed up? I want to see him healthy. And the reason I love this pick so much is because I do like Will Levis, and I do believe in Will Levis, but I believe in him even more if he has some time to really get his feet under him in the league. I think you can very realistically start Ryan Tannehill, and depending on where you're at halfway through your season, get Levis in there as an example of, like, let's see what we have moving forward. I just think this is really backwards if you do this now instead of moving Tannehill before the draft, instead of having more direction. And I, right, maybe you didn't do it because you uh, didn't know if you had the quarterback that could replace him before the draft. And I understand that. 
I just don't think it's the time. I, I think you run it, you ride this thing out with Tannehill and Henry and try and get your full reset set up for 2024. It is a little bit too far gone for me at this point. Mm, okay. Um, I, I think that the, the trade trading him at the during the draft, like on day three of the draft, which is where you would have gotten like maybe a fourth round pick and more uh, to help this team. I, I get that, but I, I did see um, somebody also said, I oh, will get to Kane's comment here in a second, but um, somebody mentioned that like, should winning be the main priority in 2023 for the Titans? I mean, yeah, because that's what the football it's side very, wants to do. You could but, argue no, but they, the way that they've positioned themselves and what they've done it has to be like, like you don't make the moves. The Titans made this off season. You don't uh, kind of do some of the things they did. If winning this season isn't going to be the ultimate priority, that doesn't mean you're all in on a Super Bowl, but it does mean that their ultimate objective is still to win the AFC South. If it wasn't, they don't do all of these one year deals that they were going to do. They don't, uh, I think they approach the offseason very differently. I don't think Derrick Henry's on the team. Uh, I don't think Kevin Byard is on the team. But if you're keeping these veterans here, your objective is still to compete. That's Mike Vrabel's DNA. Yeah. Winning is and, his and, DNA. And I look back too. There's still this Jeremy Fowler report. I'll see if I can find it. <clears throat> I think we still have the graphic. Yeah. Uh, the Jeremy Fowler report. This was pre-draft, right? Uh, that... Um, he said this on sports center teams. I talked to believe that Tannehill could be, or is available via trade. There's the cap hit Rand's trying to reset the roster. And so, you know, they would need to find a replacement, right? Well, they, this was pre-draft. They have Will Levis is Will Levis ready yet. Uh, we don't know completely. He is more ready than, than Malik was a year ago at this point. And so I think it's about the situation that, that, that presents itself. The Falcons, as we talked at the top, have an opportunity. If the Falcons had Ryan Tannehill with Arthur Smith and the weapons they've got in Bijan, and they spent the eighth overall pick on Bijan, I think the Falcons can win that division. I think they would probably be the favorite to win the division. I, I don't know the NFC South odds right now, but I can try to pull it up on BetMGM here in a second. But with Ryan Tannehill, the Falcons should be the favorite. And with the NFC being completely open and the conversation for second best quarterback includes Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and Matt Stafford, who hasn't been healthy in over a year, and Sam's throwing in Justin Fields. Uh, and that conversation, too, I think Ryan Tannehill is, uh, I mean, un involved in the conversation as well behind Jalen Hurts as the second or third best quarterback in that conference. And so if the tight would he not be? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I do think Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, like if you're, they're the same style of quarterback, and I think yeah. they both do it substantially I mean, better. Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill are just the AFC NFC version of themselves. I, that I think know. I think Gino, uh, you might take Gino, Gino over Ryan Tannehill fair. as well. Jody, I, I, fair. Yeah, I, I think those are all guys though that play the my same. Whole, kind my of whole style point and, is that we think Kirk Cousins is higher up in that conversation because of Justin Jefferson that he's been able to throw to. Right, because he's got True. the offense right, and you know, Tannehill is down in the AFC quarterback rankings list. And maybe this is a show for the next couple of weeks because his best thing he's throwing to is Traylon Burks, who can now breathe. And again, that's my point is that if the Falcons come calling and if the Falcons are confident enough in what they think they could do with Ryan Tannehill, then there could be an offer juicy enough. And with Will Levis showing something enough for the Titans to say, yeah, let's take advantage of this opportunity and take advantage of the Falcons maybe being a little desperate and aggressive and see what comes out of it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the offer obviously changes everything, right? Like it, yeah. I, I'm more speaking about the general idea of like what a trade, could, like what I think it would realistically look like. But if the offer is overwhelming or like it's too good, of a thing to pass up that obviously affects your decision-making and your view on the whole stance. couple super chats here. Uh, Kane yeah. says no expectations on Levis. I believe that's supposed to be expectations. Yeah. Uh, Y'all expected Malik to come in and win the division, but yet Levis has no pressure. Make it make sense. All right. 
I don't think so this, this is. Was, hold on. This, this was my, that, that was, I think it was based off my comment that I said. So I, I do want to address what Kane said, and I do want to clarify that. Uh, and we'll do that here momentarily. But first, I want to do want to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, but our coverage rates and service is what that means. Their website, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Super easy to do. Super easy to go get a quote for free. Uh, to see if Farm Bureau Health Plans can save you money on your health coverage, just like they did for Zach uh, over a year ago by saving him 20% every month on his coverage, but getting him better better actual coverage, getting him a dental plan that allows him to go to the dentist multiple times a year with nothing out of pocket, having vision, having whatever gaps that your employer doesn't fill with your health coverage. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do that. They've served Tennesseans for over 75 years fbhp.com slash atoz today's show is powered by betmgm the king of sportsbooks use the bonus code at the bottom of your screen atoz sports on the betmgm app to get up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win that's the best way to get involved with the sports gambling space is with limited risk and with betmgm you can place that first wager and even if you lose you're getting the money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000. So go to the BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and use that bonus code ATOZ Sports to make every game and every play mean that much more. Um, so, Austin, yeah we, yeah, we talked about this super chat here. I don't think this is fair because I don't believe there were expectations on Malik Willis. Nobody yeah. had the expectation that Malik Willis, at least – not anybody that was objective had the expectation that Malik Willis was going to come in and be the savior for the Titans to win them the division last year. We saw pretty early on that he was very, very far away. And we knew heading into the year that he was a project. He was a third round pick. So there's a big difference uh, here. I, I don't think saying that there were expectations and people expected Malik to win a division, like Kane says, is yeah. a fair or a true I, there's some revisionist history it, here. Yeah, this is it, not exactly no, how things were. It's nothing anybody that is employed by A to Z Sports said. Like no, like nobody that is on our platforms said that they expected Malik to come in and win the division. No, I, I think I know this from my opinion. I didn't think Malik Willis was going to be able to win the second quarterback job for up until middle of to late training camp when Logan Woodside started showing his significant limitations there too. So the main criticisms of Willis came after we had seen him throughout training camp, in my opinion, make very little progress in a lot of the areas that he was struggling. Um, and that became very concerning because you saw him in the preseason and you heard Mike Vrabel say what he needs to work on. And you saw how far away he was and how little growth we saw from like point A to point B. That's where the first real concern about Malik Willis came in. Mm -hmm. But it was not surprising watching rookie mini camp and watching training camp and seeing Malik struggle under center and not really be able to handle snaps and, you know, how much of an adjustment it was to an NFL offense for him. That was not a surprise to me or I think really anybody. Um, Andre with a good point here, going back to my, my point of saying that the priority should be to win. He says, win what? Maybe division, then lose in the playoffs. Yeah, Andre, you're not wrong. Unfortunately, that's where the Titans are. Uh, and it's why I have been in the bucket of either go all in or tank and, and reset it. Because, you know, winning a division and then losing in the first round doesn't do anything for anybody. I think, unfortunately, that's where they are on their roster is that they're going to be competitive enough, but not competitive enough to win anything of actual value. Um, I think their so thought the, is on, sorry, I cut you off. Um, no, I, I mean, ultimately it comes down to like, I think this was a big issue with the off season that I had was that you patched a lot of holes with short-term fixes as if you were a team that was going in to win but then failed to address things like wide receiver or offensive line depth or different areas that were obvious needs that I think continue to hinder your ability to go to the next level in the NFL because your roster just isn't up to par with some of the other teams in the AFC. So that's an mm -hmm. issue I have with their offseason and with their ultimate state of the franchise. 
Uh, so I think that's a fair point uh, when you talk about winning is like, well, what are we actually winning here? But we also can't look at the roster and say they're going to win a Super Bowl. And we can't look at the roster right now and say they're going to tank because they're too good for that, frankly. Yeah, I think I think the point of why would you try to win just to lose in the wild card round or division round of the playoffs? I think it's can the defense be legitimate enough to keep you in a game in January and just see what happens, right? Like, you know, this defense, if you just look up and down the roster on paper, defense looks pretty good. Like, you know, all starting 11, you know, they obviously, you know, you got to stay healthy, but you know, the starting 11 looks solid and very, very strong. So what does that look like in January with the play style of, not exposing the quarterback, ha- helping the quarterback complement with the running game and play action, plus a strong defense. So that I think that's the philosophy of the coaching staff and ran of finding guys on, in free agency with limited cap resources that can fill gaps that can be reliable and see where you're at in January if you can compete and win a game. Because anything can happen in a, in a playoff game uh, if your defense is really good. Yeah, a couple other things, because uh, John says, look at the schedule again. No reason they can't go 13-4 and four with the current roster. 9-8 and eight with Malik at QB1. The schedule's super yeah. easy. I think that's not an exaggeration. That easy. Not that easy. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's an exaggeration. I said so on our schedule reaction show. Um, but I do think the roster is good enough where, like, even with Levis. So I, I think Ryan Tannehill gives you the best chance of win- to win. I think even with Levis at quarterback, they can win seven games. And – because of that, I don't think they're in a position to tank all the way down and get the high draft pick and do all of that. Like, I think you're going to be relatively competitive regardless because the defense is good, uh, because your run game should be good still, and because your head coach is very good. I mm-hmm. think those are aspects that will keep you competitive. And so, in my opinion, knowing that you'll be somewhere to the middle-ish of the pack – I'd rather be at the top end of that and see what you can do than be at the bottom of that and pick 13th next year. Um, Nathaniel with the super chat says it won't happen because we will prioritize winning over seeing what we have. Tannehill gives you the best chances to win because of experience only. And I agree. I I don't think it's in the Titans philosophy to, uh, you know, tear this thing down and see what we have. They're trying to do it. And, you know, it's very obvious what they're trying to do. They're trying to build for the future and see what they have while simultaneously making the playoffs and keeping the franchise relevant and competitive. That's the ultimate goal. Make the playoffs this year. Then, you know, we're going to work Tajay Spears in as the primary back. Then we're going to work Will Levison as the quarterback one. Then we're going to try and build some weapons, you know, with Traylon and Chig and the next wave of the offense. And they're starting to, slightly tweak this thing and adjust this thing while trying to win at the same time. They want to have Mm -hmm. their cake and eat it too. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, not changing. Finally, Austin hot seat because trilogy Taylor comes in and says, you have not chugged the beer. Is that what you got in the magic bucket yesterday? Yeah. I I screwed the pooch on this one. Um, So look, I'm getting scorched in the chat and well, very well deserved in the chat for, for, my mistake off the top of the show. Um, but I, I think it's time for me to own yeah, up to it. And this and is pay funny. This, pay this puppet so, off. Jags got juice and Sam is oblivious because I, uh, yeah, I had, I had the super chats up. I had a completely different window up. So I'm reading these super chats talking football. Meanwhile, we're getting chug from literally everybody in the chat getting yeah. on Austin trying to chug it. I'm just, I'm a, uh, rattling off stuff about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. You're just in your own world in the zone going through it. And so, yeah, so Sam wasn't on the show yesterday. So Sam uh, avoided the magic bucket for the first time in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Um, About time, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, I, I will, I will pay my dues. Uh, But first let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota. They're an elite Kubota dealer in middle Tennessee. have been serving middle Tennesseans for over 18 years, three convenient locations for you. Whether it's Columbia, Murfreesboro, Franklin, they pride themselves in having elite customer service. Not just the elite equipment that they've got with Kubota, but elite customer service 
to help you out with your applications around your property, whatever you need from a power unit standpoint, big or small, they've got it. If it's just a mower, if it's just, you know, any other accessories or implementations to go around with those uh, power units there, Krebs Kubota, again, one, the best equipment in the industry. And second, the best customer service by far in the area. Nobody is going to touch the way that Krebs Kubota can help you out and be there for you as a reliable resource for anything you've got going on. Whether you are just got some, some fun garden crops or vegetables that you're growing, or maybe you're doing bigger projects, maybe you got a bunch of hay, doesn't matter. Krebs Kubota's got it, even if it's just as small as you live on a hill and you're worried about your mower on a hill. Krebs Kubota is where to go. Again, three convenient locations, Columbia, Franklin, Murfreesboro, online, KrebsKubota.com. Take part in this BetMGM first bet offer. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win with BetMGM and the bonus code ATOZ Sports, place a wager on BetMGM, and if it, if it loses, no worries. You're getting your money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000 as long as you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's the best way to sports gamble and make every play and every game mean that much more. With the king of sports books and with limited risk, thanks to their first bet offer, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet doesn't win. Bonus code ATOZ Sports on betmgm.com and the BetMGM app. Okay, Austin, uh, Bork says I got to drink a seltzer for every sponsor now. Maybe we need to work on uh, getting a seltzer to sponsor the show and we'll, we can do uh, seltzers at nine o'clock AM during our ad reads. That would be very lovely for our health and happiness. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, all right. So is this a, is this a chug? Is this a shotgun? What are we, uh, what are we? Oh, Oh, I, I was going to tee you up here. You're just kind of, <sighs> Woo. that was impressive. That was, in, hang on. Let me see that label. Let me see that label. What is that thing? Focus. Is, that IPA? is that an IPA? No. Read it. High gravity oh, kombucha. kombucha. That makes more sense. Yeah, I was like pink beer. What kind of a Ooh. pink beer is that? Because that is there carbonation in that? Yeah, very much carbonation. Oh, which is why is my cool. uh, eyes are watering because of all that. <clears throat> Whoa, man. That was impressive. Hey, for, <sighs> for having carbonation, that's 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 tough, especially out of a can. Wow. Ooh, I had to silence the burp. Yeah, you uh, you crushed that. I'm very, yeah, uh, I'm so, very impressed. Um, it's really good. And so, you know, shout out <laughs> to the Walker brothers. Uh, you are getting, getting you are getting cooked for your uh, your selection of beer. No, I, I will no, say no, that. Shout out to the Walker brothers. We met them at the Next Awards last fall. Ah. Uh, we both won next awards that night at the downtown symphony. And so, uh, great guys and met their whole team. They won, we won. So I was like, I'm going to go try out the product. Never had, uh, never had the high gravity kombucha and it's really good. And it doesn't mess with your stomach or anything else the next day. Cause it, it's like drinking the alcohol, but treating your gut at the same time. It's, it, and, and thank you, Denise It is local. Yeah. And I like uh, you're getting you're getting cooked in the chat. But listen, I don't care. hey, we don't drink shame, guys. We don't drink shame. Austin can drink whatever he wants. Uh that's what Jimbo said. Drink what you like, Austin. And shout out to the Walker brothers. Yeah, we, we don't tolerate Walker Brothers slanders. Friend of the They've program. They've got uh the watermelon lime and a ginger flavor. I got both for the Super Bowl. And this was the I said this yesterday. This was the lone the Lone Ranger hanging out in the fridge Ooh. from then. So it's been sitting there by itself for a couple of months. And I was like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to knock it out. There you go. See, I, yeah. Hey, I love that for you. It's good. good. I, hey, I, I can't slander anything. You did a really nice job there. That was a lot faster than, than uh, I was expecting, especially out of a can. Like I said, a difficult out of a can. That's a hard task. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Oof. Uh, Devin says it's all good for your gut, just not your street cred. Well, I'm not trying to get street cred, so that's that's all good. <laughs> uh, all right, Sam. Let's uh, let's knock out this week with good news. I saw one of our guys strike on Twitter 
was ready for his good news. I hope he's here because I want to, I want to make sure to give him some, a lot of cred with his good news. So Sam, it is time for ain't that good news to wrap up our week, but tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai. It's time to make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon, Lebanon, or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go for your new ride. You can get 0% APR for 48 months on 2023 Sonatas, Santa Fe's, Tucson's. Payne Bowen and his team over at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through a financing process, whether that is buying or trading in your vehicle. You can forget those downtown Nashville prices because they are where? In Lebanon. I'm saying that right this time. Uh, and I, I'm making sure that's ingrained into my brain. It should be ingrained in your brain too. This oh, is yeah. Wilson County Hyundai. This is the place to go for your new car buying process. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, BetMGM, and tomorrow is Saturday, which means you can just win for no reason other than it being Saturday with BetMGM because they are doing their bonus bet drop every Wednesday and Saturday from now through June 7th. I did it on, on Wednesday. And I won. I got a $25 bonus bet uh, that just locked into my account as soon as I logged into my account with BetMGM. It's all you got to do. I put it on a one-game parlay with the NBA playoff game last night. Won it. Great. Free money for me with that bonus bet winning. And then I'm going to do it again tomorrow on a Saturday. Just open up and log into your BetMGM app, and that bonus bet will hit you right there in the face. And you can use it however you want. Future, game, that day, live bet, whatever it is. BetMGM's got you covered. And again, that's every Wednesday and Saturday through June 7th with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older. Uh, new and existing customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. Wars issued as knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game with sport, call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. <laughs> All right, Sam, wrapping up Friday with good news. I hope everybody has their good news in the chat. I see immediately Demetrius says, payday, Lakers losing. Another Fast and the Furious movie, hashtag family. <laughs> good news there. there I did not know I, that I the love Fast that. and the Furious thing was coming yeah, the full sentence with hashtag family. I, I, yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, which Fast and the Furious number is this? Oh, what 11 something like that i mean we are up there man i don't know i haven't seen a single one of them to be honest with you but uh yeah we're up there i know that much they they do not quit with those fast and furious movies they just they keep making them people keep eating them up uh kendall says good news a couple weeks ago i told y'all i hit 4k on my channel i hit 6k yesterday and hit the youtube partnership requirements congrats kendall man keep the grind up keep it going uh, proud of you growing that brand over there on YouTube. Scary Harry says, good news. My son graduated high school this week. Congrats on the graduation. Um, hopefully it went okay. And, and like everybody got to enjoy it. I know that, you know, graduation. Did you have a bad experience? No, graduations were touch and go for a while. I feel like every graduation oh, okay. week, like the last three years was either like COVID or rain and like people couldn't go. So hopefully we got it off smooth. I'm, I like seeing graduation videos. Makes me, makes me happy for people. Mm -hmm. I get, I get secondhand, very happy. Um, good news. <laughs> Flaming hot Cheetos just made a movie and dropped a killer trailer on YouTube. Is that uh, true? Is it the know. Flaming hot Cheetos movie? I don't know. I don't, but, uh, uh, and whenever I see hot Cheetos, I think of the YouTube music video of the kids wrapping hot Cheetos and Takis. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Sam. Banger. No. Hot Cheetos, hot Cheetos and Takis. You'll have to look it up. Go to yeah. YouTube. Oh, I, okay. Hot Cheetos and Takis. It's a music video done by a group of kids rapping and it's insanely mm. well produced and it's awesome. Yeah. Can't say that's a come across my eyes. Go, before, go check but, it out. It is right. good. Hot Cheetos uh, and Takis is, is legit. Danny Whitson says his good news is that everyone in here is good news, uh, which is very good news. Uh, Andre says his youngest daughter got exempt from taking her math final. That is huge. Nice. That is that that's big time. Uh, schools kind of coming to a close here. Not taking the final is a is a big big win. Um, 
let's see what else we got here. I'm trying to scroll through and see if you see one, Austin, go ahead and throw it up. Or if you just want to give me your good news, go ahead and, and well, and I was going to, cause I, I haven't seen, well, Nate's asking what's a talkie. I think Nate is in Australia. So maybe I don't have talkies. Uh, talkies okay. is a, do you know what a talkie, what talkies are? Yeah, I know what talkies are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just never like, had a, it's them, like a chip. It's like yeah. a gas station chip. Cheeto combo. They call them hot fries, right? Is like what it's technically called. They're like a crispy yeah. fry that is hot, usually uh, spicy. Jabu says hot Cheetos and Takis. The and yeah, why in rich kids YouTube? It awesome, awesome song done by a bunch of like ten year olds. It really good. Uh, Trilogy says the chat was lit today. It was. The there was a lot was of weird today. stuff going on in the chat today. Uh, but I was gonna, I was gonna mention because I have not seen uh, our guy Shrike Eldon. Um, in the chat this morning, but he tweeted at us last night and he says, I know what my good news is tomorrow. And it was a picture of him holding a state championship plaque. Uh, Cause Eldon is a high school soccer coach, I believe <clears throat> up in East Tennessee. I can't remember if he's closer to Knoxville or Chattanooga, but uh, a high school soccer coach. And they won division one boys soccer class two a state champions. He said it was the first in program history. So I wanted to make sure uh, for my good news that I made sure that Eldon got his good news relayed because Eldon Shrike, if you see him, he is a, a day oneer A to Z uh, supporter and listener and part of the shows, part of the Tighten Up podcast. And so props to uh, Eldon and his his group for winning the first ever state championship for boys soccer uh, in school history. So that's that's pretty if awesome, you, right? If there. you see Eldon, just refer to him as Champ. That's what I like to yeah. do. Anybody that wins anything, they're just champ from now on until further. He, he also um, he also did this last week uh, because Jack and Austin Huff from the Titan Up podcast that you've been on a few times, uh, they asked and challenged their audience to go on Cinco de Mayo after the draft and put mayo in a margarita for Will Levis on Cinco de Mayo. And uh, Eldon no. did it. Eldon did it. No. Yeah, he did it. You can give me that mayo and coffee is like gross and weird, but like I can see it like a cream bait like mayo is kind of creamy and like whatever. So like it, the substances make sense. Mayo and a margarita sounds like a top two, like worst combination yeah. of all time. Yeah. It, it was might not disgusting. be two. It, there was two, a video two. of it. It was something that you watch in. You just, I don't, you know, you, like, I don't even feel like it would mix. I feel like it would just sit. It there. didn't. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. You know how you said, same, you get like secondhand happiness. If you watch that video, you get secondhand stomach pain. Yeah. Uh, ew. That's gross. <laughs> um, do you have a good news or is that your good news? Yeah. That, that was uh, my good news for was, was okay. to make sure I, I, I got Eldon's out there. Listen, my good news. Uh, I went to the Ryman this week. Uh, oh. first show at the Ryman and I, it lived up to expectations. It was a fantastic time. Very, very, very good show at the Ryman. Um, has me kind of addicted to going to the Ryman. Like I keep like looking for future tickets at the Ryman. Such a cool venue. So awesome that you are like very close. It, it is one of my biggest issues with concerts is going to big venues where mm -hmm. you have a very hard time hearing and or a lot of distractions surrounding you that take away from getting immersed into the music and really enjoying it. That is not a worry at the Ryman. Like you are right on top of everything. It is very loud and just a very, very cool experience. So I will, will be looking to go back. I've already bought tickets for a future show. Right. Uh, Devin asked, who did I see? I saw Ian Munsick uh, on Tuesday, who is a, uh, he's like a country folk singer that was playing the Ryman blue, some bluegrass in there, but yeah, very, very good. And I've already bought tickets to some future shows because uh, nice. I'm very excited about the rhyming. So, well, happy uh, official uh, Nashvilleian christening, I guess, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I it was it was I, I was getting down there, and I'm like, I don't even know where the Ryman is. And then I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, this thing is like a block off Broadway. Who would have yeah. known that it was right here? But no, it was it was a great time. I uh, will we'll be looking forward to going back. Little part two, good news. I've got okay. you know. A friend from home that I haven't seen in a long time that texted me just randomly and said, I'm in Nashville this weekend. Let's get together. So that was a nice little surprise. I'm excited about that. All and right. Uh, I mean, home. 
so tomorrow we're going to the installs live recording with Greg. That's true. Uh, so we'll be around Nashville. So if anybody is going to that, uh, we you know, hope to see you there. It's going to be kind of, I think it's gonna be awesome. I think it's gonna be really fun. Uh, but if you uh, want tickets, tickets still available, uh, with the Eventbrite link, I, I know Buck has tweeted out quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be there tomorrow night at the Hutton hotel, the analog with Greg Cosell and Buck doing live podcasts. And Buck has told me that they've got some fun things planned. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun night. Me and Sam will be there. Evan Winter from our website will be there. And so looking forward to uh, seeing some of you guys uh, in person for the first time in a long time. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a fun weekend there with, with that event going on. It's been a fun show, Sam. I don't know about you, but I think this show has been pretty wild, but in a good way. A good energy. This is the kind of show I like to have on a Friday, though. This is exactly. some nice and good energy Friday morning. Like, yeah, this is a good show. This is kind of how I picture a lot of the energy to be tomorrow night. We're, we're going to keep things upbeat, have a really good time, and talk football at the same time. So I'm pumped up for that. I hope we can see some of our chat there and, and you know, meet up with some people. Absolutely. All right, guys, before you head out of here, make sure you like the show before you go. Give us that thumbs up. We greatly appreciate that. And subscribe to the channel. We'll have some social media coverage and some uh, content there tomorrow night as well on Saturday night. And have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Appreciate it as always.